Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prog Watch. Music that tells a story. With your friend and host... Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. And welcome back to Prog Watch, my friends. This is Big Tony, your host, and I thank you for coming along for the ride once again. And special thanks to all my supporters on Patreon, my patrons of the Progressive Arts. If you enjoy Progwatch and it has some value to you, I'd ask you to consider supporting my efforts here. You can find more at patreon.com forward slash Anthony Rousick, and that's R-O-W-S-I-C-K, or by following the support the show link at the top of the homepage of progwatch.com. And that's P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com. This week I'm finishing up my special feature on Oliver Wakeman. Eldest son of Rick Wakeman, former member of Yes and the Straubs, solo artist, and collaborator with Steve Howell, Gordon Giltrap, and Clive Nolan. If you missed it and want to stay in chronological order, part one of my feature on Oliver took place in episode 820. You can find it at progwatch.com in Season 8, or by searching for Oliver Wakeman from the homepage. Anyway, Oliver is promoting his very recently released box set with the aforementioned Clive Nolan called Tales by Gaslight, which includes the two albums Oliver and Clive did together, The Jabberwocky and The Hound of the Baskervilles, as well as a third disc called Dark Fables, which includes material for a proposed third album, which never quite materialized. This week we will hear Oliver talking more about that project and various other topics. On the musical side, I have a lot more great music from Tales by Gaslight, some more Yes music featuring Oliver, more solo stuff, and some music Oliver did with singer, songwriter, and guitarist Gordon Giltrap. Let's begin with some music from Oliver's time with Yes. First up... To the Moment from the Yes EP From a Page, which was released in 2019 along with the double live set, also featuring Oliver, called In the Present, live from Leon. After To the Moment, I'll segue right into a live version of the classic Machine Messiah from that live set.
machine, machine messiah, take me into the fire. Again, that was To The Moment from the Yes EP from a page, followed by a live rendition of Machine Messiah from the Double Live set in the present live at Lyon, both of which feature my guest this week and subject of this program, Mr. Oliver Wakeman. Let's do one more before we take a short break and come back with more music and some of my interview with Oliver. This next one is a track from the album Coming To Town, live in Katowice credited to the Oliver Wakeman Band, and it is called The Agent.
don't need children to just get in the way. You don't need a partner with you from day to day. You don't need a family, cause they'll just bring you down. You don't need your friends no more when I'm around. So just leave me in charge and I will make you a star. I will tell you just how great you are and show you how far I can take you along. The starry, starry stage, sharing all your problems. Again, that was The Agent by the Oliver Wakeman Band. Music from the live album Coming to Town, live in Katowice, released in 2008. After this short break, we'll get into some of my interview with Oliver and hear more great music, including some from the new Tales by Gaslight box set. Stay tuned. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we listen to some of my interview with Oliver Wakeman, let's check out a couple of tracks from the original two albums he did with Clive Nolan. From the Jabberwocky, I'm spinning a song called Enlightenment. After that, The Curse of the Baskervilles from The Hound of the Baskervilles.
fight the claws that catch, catch, catch. Dr. Mortimer was by no means a typical country practitioner. He was clad in a professional but rather slovenly fashion, for his frock coat was dingy and his trousers frayed. Sherlock Holmes waved our strange visitor into a chair and said, Kindly tell me the exact nature of the problem in which you demand my assistance. And so we listened to the strangest tale of an ancient curse and the recent mysterious death of Sir Charles Baskerville. Here in my hand is a statement of fact from a witness beyond reach of time. It alludes to Sir Hugo of Baskerville Hall and his cold unforgivable crimes. A man of foul humor, his temper was legend. His treatment was rough to the servants and peasants But his judgment time came on Michaelmas Eve In so violent a way that few could believe Sold to the bones by the seeds of his vanity Tatters and shreds from the greed and depravity Stared in the face of the nightmare before him Clumsy seductions They laughed as their conquest Was locked in a room They drank themselves mad As she waited her doom But driven by fear Of their shouts in the night She climbed down the wall And ran for her life Torn to the bone By the seeds of his vanity Tatters and shreds From the greed and depravity Oh! 
With Holmes accepting the case, we immediately went to meet Sir Henry Baskerville, heir to the estate. He had recently arrived from America and was residing at the Northumberland Hotel. We were shown to his rooms and he greeted us with a look of bewilderment on his face. Following a brief introduction, he handed Holmes a mysterious letter which had been anonymously delivered. It read, As you value your life or your reason, keep away from the moor. An ominous warning indeed. Once again, that was Enlightenment from the Jabberwocky, released in 1999, and The Curse of the Baskervilles from The Hound of the Baskervilles, released in 2002. Both albums credited to Clive Nolan and Oliver Wakeman, and both remastered and included with the third disc, Dark Fables, in the newly released box set, Tales by Gaslight. Now here's some of my chat with Oliver Wakeman, in which Oliver will fill us in more on the new box set. Maybe we can talk now about uh, what you're doing more now and uh, how you connected with Clive Nolan. Yeah, I, I mean, after the, the From a Page box set came out, which, which you know, when we initially talked about it, we weren't sure how, how well it was going to go down, whether people would really be interested. I thought Yes fans would be interested because it was... It really was the last work that was being released of Chris Squire that was, um, how can I say, proper involvement work. You know, it wasn't stuff that people had found knocking around and said, oh, let's see what we can do with this. It really was Chris interacting and being a, a you know, a, a driving force because he was, he was such a, um, he was such a sharing person musically. And what I mean by that is he, in the studio, Benoit hadn't done a lot of writing, if any. And he was determined that Benoit was going to be involved creatively in this. So he would sit with him and say, what ideas have you got? What, what, what lyrics would you sing here? What ideas would you have? I've written these lines. What lines would you come up with? And he was very, very um, inclusive into getting Benoit involved in the yes in the yes uh, writing uh, because he wanted everything to be collaborative, which was, which was really encouraging. And he knew that I wrote lots and you know, everything I was writing, he was going, that's great. Let's do that. And then when we wrote gift of love together, it was because I had half and he had half. And then the rest of the band added stuff into it. Uh, and so I sort of felt that the front page had something a bit special and the yes management were keen to be involved with it. And so when that came out and was more successful than they thought it was going to be, they came to me and they said, um, you know, have you got, have you got anything else we'd like to work with you again on another box set? And the, 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 the tales by gaslight box set is, is a collection of the work in the same way from a page is a collection of the work I did with yes. Tales by gaslight is a collection of the work that I did with Clive Nolan. Mm -hmm. Now Clive Nolan and I started working back in, we met in 1997 and started working on a record soon after which turned into the Jabberwocky album which came out in 1999 which was an album based on the uh, Lewis Carroll nonsense poem so we wrote a little story about this nonsense poem and it turned into this sort of concept album and it got very good reviews sold very well when it came out uh, and so we got asked by the record company to do a, a follow-up which we did uh, handle the Baskervilles 
which again was a different type of story. But uh, we released that in 2002, and again that did very well. And then we, you know, as it, as happens, I just talked about I worked with Steve Howe in between, and Clive was working with his band mm-hmm. uh, and Pendragon, and we we started work on a third one, uh, which was going to be based on the story Frankenstein. But the record company just said, look, these things are, even though they sell well and they make money, they're very expensive to put together. And we don't think we have the funds to do a third one. And so the project sort of just sort of died away, you know, just sort of, oh, we haven't got the money to do it. And let's, you know, we, we wrote it. We thought we'd written a few bits and then we just went off and I did my band. And then shortly after that, I ended up joining Yes and going down the route that I just explained and Clive went off and worked with his band and, and Pendragon and, and kept touring. And and that was really where it sort of finished. So when the record company or the management company rather said to me, have you got anything else? I thought, I thought, well, what about the albums that I did with Clive? They're there and now out of print that, you know, they, I was regularly getting emails from people saying, oh, I really want to buy Jabberwocky. Or I really want to buy Hound, but I can only find it on eBay for a hundred quid. Hmm. And, you know, as much as I like the album, I don't think anybody should be paying £100 for an album. And so I sort of <laughs> thought, well, you know, maybe we could do something with that. So I suggested it to the, the management. They said, that sounds great, particularly as it featured, you know, lots of, of, of well-known artists that would, would be of interest to people, particularly Peter Banks, who was on the record, who obviously has, has since passed, who was mm-hmm. the original guitarist with um, Yes. And so I said, great, okay let's do that then and they were like okay and so i sort of checked it with clive and he was happy to to be involved and we were going to pull these pull these um albums together and then they turned around and threw me a bit of curveball where they said look we'd really like you to do a third disc for it and i said right so you want a third disc of stuff and we're in the middle of lockdown and they went yeah okay so i sort of thought right okay well maybe we can find some of the demos that we did for the original two records and and i sort of wasn't really that excited by that the idea of just putting one of the songs that sounds better on the main album on a third disc with me singing a guide vocal didn't that's only going to interest a certain type of person that really wants to delve into the history of the songs and so i said to clive can you have a look around and see if you've got anything that we we wrote for the frankenstein idea i said and i'll have a look through my old computer and I said, I'm pretty sure I've got a piece or two. Maybe we can, you know, pull together enough stuff to make something. And he did the same. And, and suddenly when we collated all the music that we had, plus a couple of pieces that we had, had written for Hound that had never been used, we suddenly realized we actually had about 40 minutes worth of music. And we were both mildly astonished at how much we'd written because we were obviously quite excited about doing this project. And we'd obviously both just gone, great, right, 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 right. And so we started to pull it together for this record. Now, obviously, there's certainly so much we could do being in lockdown and people's availability, but we managed to get hold of some uh, sort of guests to play on the songs. And we managed to sort of arrange the songs and pull them together and add new parts and join bits together. And we ended up with a record that we were, we actually listened to and sort of go, actually, that's that's come out quite well. And it was sort of borne out by the, the management company phoning me up once I sent them the masters and they said, we love it. And that third album, she said, the lady that works at the, the management, she phoned, she phoned me up and she said, I think I like the third album best. And I was like, blind. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's, that's, that's quite rewarding that the yeah. stuff that we'd worked on 
that was supposed to be the extras is actually holding up against the two big, you know, bigger budgeted albums. Uh, and so that's really how it came about. And then I sort of got in touch with the artist, Rodney Matthews and Peter Brokownik, who I'm great friends with. And they supplied me with new artwork bits for the for the sleeve. And we agreed that we we're going to do some art prints in the box set as well. So it, it really became it became a much bigger project than it was ever sort of intended to be. But in an odd way, because of that, it really does, you know, collate all of the work that Clive and I had done together into a box set in the same way that it had, it had done with my time with Yes. And I, I really quite like that. I really like the idea of having a, a box that collates a certain part of your musical career in a collected place. I, I think that's quite good fun. So I, I genuinely enjoy doing that. It sounds great. I've heard it, you know, I mean, I was familiar with, uh, the Hound and, uh, the Jabberwocky previously, but the Dark Fables, there is some really good stuff on there also. I've only listened a few times, but, and I haven't seen the entire package, but it's, it, yeah, I, I think you're, you know, justifiably, uh, you know, it's, it's justifiable that you're excited. I think it will do well. You know, I think it's, it's a solid, like you said, little, snapshot of everything that you did with clive and uh it's very interesting and uh i think it worked out very well like you said it's the third disc doesn't just sound like a bunch of stuff that would only interest certain people it sounds more like here's an here's you know an album you know that's uh that yeah, stands I, up yeah i I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what people think of it because it, it does do what the other albums did which is it does jump a bit between musical styles because of course it's based on a on a novel essentially you know 35 minutes of it is based on frankenstein some right. of the bits are based on the 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 hound pieces of music that we didn't use but um right like 221b that's that's a good piece and yeah yeah the baker street uh what was that uh, oh, the, baker street irregulars regulars, yeah, that, yeah irregulars yeah that that is that is based on the the children that sherlock holmes used to pay he used right. to give them money to go and search around yep the dock areas and stuff I'm familiar. Information yep. where, where he couldn't he couldn't go uh, and so there's a sort of little story behind that piece you can hear it in the music about the kids running off and doing stuff and then it jumps back to where he's waiting for the results and things like that um but then when we get to the other pieces uh of you know the frankenstein there's some quite uh you know dark pieces of music on there uh, and then there's some sort of periods of, of of some quite gentle light stuff in there then there's a, a big overture and then there's um uh, there's you know the complete over the top keyboard fest towards the end called descent into madness where it really is sort of kitchen sink territory it's like right what keyboard can we find next so <laughs> it, it it does sort of it does tick all the sort of if you want prog boxes Let's check out some of the previously unreleased new music from the Tales by Gaslight box set. This is a fun track called The Baker Street Irregulars.
Once again, that was The Baker Street Irregulars by Clive Nolan and Oliver Wakeman. Another great track on that third disc called Dark Fables from the Tales by Gaslight box set. Stay with me through this short break to hear more great music and the remainder of my chat with Oliver Wakeman. What you're listening to are musicians performing psychedelic music under the influence of a mind-altering chemical. Non-stop radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So before we get back to some of my interview with Oliver Wakeman, let's listen to a track from the 2013 collaboration album Ravens and Lullabies which Oliver did with singer-songwriter and guitarist Gordon Giltrap. This is called, Is This the Last Song I Write? Anymore 
Again, that was Is This the Last Song I Write by Gordon Giltrap and Oliver Wakeman from their collaborative album called Ravens and Lullabies, released in 2013. Now let's hear the rest of my chat with Oliver. So uh, what what do you have lined up for the future? Do you think you'll ever work with Clive again? You know, whether will there be any more of those uh, kind of musical style, uh, you know, uh, it's a tricky one we haven't planned to the only thing we have said is that we might you know once we get past all this um lockdown and the and the pandemic and things things really start to open up again in a way that everybody feels comfortable and secure and we know what the the future um the future of live music is you know how it changes or how it you know will it ever go back to how it used to be or right. will it be will there be a different way of doing things we don't know. So w- once we see sort of how the how the land lies, we will, you know, we have talked about maybe going out and doing some shows of some of the pieces or maybe one of the albums in its entirety. So that's sort of what we've talked about. Um, but I'm a big one of, of never saying never. But at the moment, we don't sort of have any plans to do that. But my my next plan, obviously, the the, the album doesn't come out for another. Uh, it comes out in about a week and a half's time, and the pre sales have been phenomenally good. And so the, um, the management company have come to me and said, yes, that's done well as well. Um, what else have you got? So I've started to, to look through my work and see what's the next box set that I could, I could do. And they've, they made a suggestion, actually, which was I did one um, based on the guitarists that I've worked with. Because I worked with Steve Howes, I mentioned earlier sure, on. Yeah. Gordon and Giltrap. I a, and yeah. I've got a lot of work with Gordon Giltrap. So yeah. and with Gordon, we actually did uh, a second album um that was on the limited edition release right at the beginning and that never got released digitally it it only ever appeared on i think the first 500 albums or something so there is a second album of some re-recorded music and some live music so there's there's quite a lot of stuff that i can pull together for a box set of me working with you know sort of what i would term legendary guitarists so that's i haven't started looking into that yet but that is where i think the next my next sort of um attention is gonna is gonna go because that that sounds like a really good good fun to do that because i think that's a, a you know a different style of writing again to the writing that i did with clive and the writing i did with yes it's a it's another part of my musical identity so i think that'll be a really nice thing to put into a box set as well so i'm looking forward to doing that sounds great i'm looking forward to hearing it someday and maybe chatting with you about that I'm always, always happy to chat about music. Just, just let me know or I'll let you know when it's out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it again. Um, so anything else? 
Uh, I've been working on an instrumental album um, for quite some time, but it's it's an album that I've wanted to do for a long time. But it's based on I, I do a lot of commission music for people where people write to me and ask me to write something for a family member, whether it's a a birthday or a child being born or or something that is special to them. And I suddenly realized that I'd done quite a few of these pieces. And I'd also written some pieces of music for my my family and and pieces that were close to me, just all on the piano. And I thought, actually, do you know what? I'm going to work on an instrumental album that I really just want to do, just pieces that I'm really proud of um, that are collected in that sort of piano works. But it's still in its, I wouldn't say it's its early stages. I've nearly finished writing it all. But it's, um, I haven't really found the, the thing that holds it all together yet. I think it's going to be sort of based around family. I, I have a title for it, which is um, one of the pieces I've written is for my daughter. And one of the pieces I've written is for my son. And my son is called Arthur. And so we call him art. And I always used to think of, you know, um, when you think about a piece of art, you sort of call it, a, you know, a work of art. And I sort of thought, well, actually maybe I should call this album works for art because it's all pieces of music that I'd started writing for my son. Uh, and so that's what it's going to be. It's called before works for art. Uh, mm. And it'll be a collection of all these pieces that I've written to sort of for other people. So I think that's, that's the way it's sort of going, but um, it's still in its early stages yet. So it's not going to be one that's going to be out in the next couple of months. And it's, it's because it's quite an important um, personal record. I want to make sure I do it right. So it's got to be one of those ones that, you know, it tells me when it's ready. It's not me working to a, a specific time scale. So primarily piano pieces. It'll be piano with other instruments on top. I, to be honest with you, I haven't even decided yet. It might have. It might end up being something completely different. I mean, Three Ages of Magic started off as just an idea of a piano and acoustic and, and acoustic guitar with me and Steve. That was mm -hmm. what the album started off as, and ended up being a full band. You know, pipes, whistles, violins, you name it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So you, you just never know it. You know, once you start arranging the piece of music, you only need to start, you know, fiddling around with one other instrument and you suddenly realize that actually this isn't going to be what I envisaged at all. They Albums have a way of sort of demanding to be made and you end up having to go along with what they, what they think. So every album starts off with a plan and always ends up completely different to what it was intended to be. But that's what music does. It's what the creative the creative process isn't it it's sort of just it picks i always think a song picks you up and and just keeps keeps you going until it feels it's finished that's how i always like to do it just yeah. let it take you where it would don't uh, i worked with a guy and we we always made good sounds together but he was always so he had such a, a distinct vision of exactly how everything had to be you know so yeah. it wasn't a whole lot of fun and we would butt heads and fall out and then come back together a few years later <laughs> and make a few decent sounding songs again you know but uh i was always more like what you said follow the muse you know let it take you somewhere you know uh i think that's important i talk to my son a lot he's um he's coming up for wait well, 15 and a half he's coming up for 16 he's he's starting to write songs and play the piano and he keeps saying to me how do I do this? How do you make a song feel like this? And I say, I can't, I can't tell you, Arthur. And he says, well, why can't, why, what about if I do this? Should I do that there? Should I do this there? And I say, you can't just pick and choose which bits of theory you're going to use. You have to just think about what you're trying to write and see what comes. It really is. I, I can't find a better way of describing it to him. I said, the song will, 
you know, you will learn so much by just experimenting and playing and seeing what happens. You, you don't, you can't start a piece of music thinking, right, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, I'm going to do this, this, and I'm going to end it with a fade. Uh, you can't, yeah. if you start a piece of music like that, you're just writing to um, a template. And yeah, cookie cutter, I, yeah. Yeah, and I've never been that sort of player. If a piece of music is written and comes together in 10 minutes, that's terrific. If a piece of music takes 10 years to have all the right parts added to it, that's how long it takes. And if it needs a full band on it, it needs a full band. If I think after just the piano and the vocal, that's all it needs. That's, that's what it needs. It, you just, I just get a feeling when a piece of music feels to me like it's, it's right. And at the end of the day, I keep saying to my son, the one thing that I've always lived by uh, and so my dad, my dad always used to say to me, he said, music is the world's longest apprenticeship. You never, ever actually know everything. It's everything is just a, a learning journey. And I, I just say to my son, you just have to sit and play and you have to write because it's what you want to write. I said, I write songs because no one else has written the, the song and I want to hear it. And that's what I do. I just write what I like playing. And if I believe and like what I like playing, hopefully some people will like it as well. And if that works, then you, you have a basis to, to, to work from. And I, I said to my son all the time, I said, look, if nobody ever bought any of my records again, and never listened to another song. I said it wouldn't stop me sitting down and playing at the piano because that's what musicians do. We love playing, we love creating, and we love seeing what happens, and that's the important bit. Yeah. So uh, we'll watch for that third generation of Wakemans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll be there at some point. He's he's phenomenally um, he's phenomenally keen and enthusiastic about doing it, which is which is what it's all about. I mean, he, he does what all kids do is he sits there and plays me a load of stuff. And I feel like an old man saying <laughs> this has already been done, but it's all new to him, you know, and you have to sort of remind yourself that with kids getting excited about stuff, it's great that they're getting excited about music, whether it's your sort of music or not. The fact that they're interested in music is a, is a plus. Absolutely. So I hope you enjoyed listening in on some of my chat with Oliver Wakeman. I thank him very much for taking the time to talk with me. And it was great to get to know him a bit. He's a really nice guy and interesting fellow. But don't you go anywhere just yet because I have a couple of great closing tracks. Again, from that third disc, Dark Fables, from the new Nolan and Wakeman box set, Tales by Gaslight. Before I sign off and play those tracks, I'll ask you to please remember to check out progwatch.com, P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com, where you can find all sorts of cool stuff like links to featured artists' web pages, links to Rob Fisher's reviews on Progressive Discoveries Weeks, and there should be more of those coming soon, as well as all my social media links, my email, and ways to subscribe to the show. You can also listen to any episode I've ever done right there, search for any artist I've ever featured, and find a link to my Patreon page if you would like to support the show. So until next time, be well. Support the artists and prog on, my friends. So here's our final two tracks for this week The Overture and The Mirror, both previously unreleased tracks from the new Nolan and Wakeman box set, Tales by Gaslight.
what I see in the mirror is a strange and alien face. These unfamiliar features showing anger and pain. The person I was Oh What has become of me Now What I see In the mirror Is a creature Not a man The primitive Gate and nose Restless Threatening hands Drug-induced fantasy Oh, is this some hideous dream? So here I am Born once more I am risen from the dead Against nature's Completes that look of hate Oh, I want to scream at this vision from hell Oh, I want to scare it away So here I am
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.